Hands off parenting. It's just hands off parenting. Put that down, don't touch that, stop it. Where's the line? Okay, we're recording. We're rolling. Well, welcome. I'm Abby. I'm Steph. Welcome to Hands Off Parents. Welcome to Hands Off Parents. I was going to do it today. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Whatever. It's fine. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I am a. I am an allergy. You're an allergy. That's all I am. I've yeah. I've lost my ability to be a person, and I have just turned into an exclusive allergen. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's been bad, but I think it's supposed to rain really bad here in Houston, and they said it's going to wipe away. Can't wait. The allergen. Can't wait. Um, I have been on a. I mean, I'm going to say a tear to get my baby's life together. Like I, yeah. I, cause I didn't, it's, very soon. it's like seven weeks and I didn't, uh, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have a room. I mean, we talked about this like five years yeah, ago. No, and, and it's all still true. So this week I was like, okay, shut up. Like do the yeah. stuff you need to do. Like stop, stop saying you didn't, don't have anything and take some action. Yeah. So I, Picked a paint color, oh, nice. and I went to Ikea by myself yesterday That's and, crazy. like, did that whole thing, and I have ordered 17 things off of Wayfair. This is one thing that I did. I want listeners to chime in on this. Okay. Iris has this really awful princess castle bed. I know of it. You've seen it. And it's horrible. So, and like, she is a crazy sleeper. She's everywhere. She's all over the place. And I think she knocks into the sides and then gets uncomfortable and then ultimately comes into our room. So when we were in Hawaii, she slept in a big bed. She slept all night. She did not come in once and she loved the big bed. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get her a full. Well, when I looked on Wayfair, for like a headboard. Yeah. She wanted a pink headboard. The he- it, All the full-size beds were like $500. I was pink like... beds are expensive. I'm not doing that. I'm not spending $500 on this. There was one bed that was on sale for $220. It was a queen. Oh, so do that. But then you so I got mattress. her a queen-size bed, and then I have now been on this mattress hunt trying to find the perfect mattress. And once you go down that rabbit hole, you're just never a person again. Um, but... I don't know, like, I, I'm doing it, I bit the bullet, I'm getting her the queen-size bed, but I feel like, am I ruining her? Like, I'm giving a four-year-old a queen-size bed. I, I bought my first <clears throat> queen-size bed, um, I wasn't quite four, I think I was like 35. Sure, yeah, that's the point, Abby. <laughs> yeah. You're reinforcing why I feel shitty about this. I, But, like, my other rationale for it is that we play lots of musical beds in our house. You guys don't seem to have this issue, but at our house, everyone sleeps in crazy, at crazy places. Yeah. Like, and you have guests. I mean, you can, we do can like you, she sleeps in a sleeping bag and you're, that's what I was thinking. Like my mother-in-law bed, yeah. can sleep in there when she visits yeah. and that's you know, right. like now we're going to have the other baby and I'm sure, and Iris is going to come in and the baby will be there and Michael get kicked out and he can go sleep like on the, yeah, on the bed, bed instead of like. On her horrible princess bed. Yeah. This is me trying to say that it's okay. I think it's fine. Okay. Cool. Um, thank you so much for being supportive. I'm um, not a mean girl. Speaking of being supportive and not a mean girl, we have a return guest today. I love when we have returned guests. We love her like, so I guess much. The first one. Uh, maybe like the no, no, you're the first. Yeah. Yes, you're right. the only I am one. the first and the only one. Only I one. We will never one. have a return guest ever again. <laughs> we actually were going to ask you to sign a document today that you would come back 
uh, every time. Once I can Once do that. In a while. Okay, I can cool. do that. My rise to fame. Okay, good. <laughs> so we have. I'm gonna do it. Meriosian Gi. Close. Getting better. Maybe with every episode that I record. Okay, you do it. Meriosian. Oh God. I call you Mary. Just Mary. Mary. Ocean Mary's guy. back. Mary's back, guys. Mary's back. Um, she was on. When was she on? Maybe last year. A while ago. Yeah, it was last yeah. year. What were we talking about? We were talking about raising daughters. Yes. About a single parent dating and how fucking terrible it is. Um, And we talked for like an hour. We talked for a while. We talked for a while. Oh, what a horrible parent you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's every every episode, guys. Nothing new there. Um, We got an email from a listener, and I'm going to read it to you guys. Okay. Hey guys, my husband and I love the podcast, and I wanted to throw in a potential topic for you to consider. A while back, you mentioned how Iris is already dealing with mean girls, and since I have a three-year-old daughter myself, it got me thinking. How the hell am I supposed to help her navigate mean girls and girl friendships as she gets older? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and get some advice. Thanks. So, yeah. Show her the movie. Um we invited Mary because you have a four-year-old daughter, um, but you also are an educator in an early childhood environment, and so we were curious about how you deal with this as both a parent and as an educator, and what is normal and what is not normal developmentally. Um, and then we also wanted to kind of talk about sort of ownership of your body and how you uh, developmentally talk about that and you know, how do you teach consent as a young... So it's a part, it's all part of identity It is. Right? It is. Identity right. development. And that's a very fancy way to say that, Abby. <laughs> way to go, Abby. We're talking about identity development today. <laughs> so, um, like, initially, when you hear that, Mary, what are your thoughts? Okay, well, my first thought... And this is something that um, maybe parents do not want to hear. But at some point, if you have a daughter, there's a very good chance that she will be a mean girl. Um, That is just the truth. That is just part of development. Um, You know, James and I, we had a conversation actually a couple of days ago. James is Margot's dad. um, And we were talking about, you know, a little girl that maybe wasn't being very nice to Margot. And, um, you know, and I tried to tell him, like, you know, Margot does this too. And she's like, no, no, no. She's learning this from other girls and blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God. So let's not be that parent. Um, every little girl does this at some point. It's part of development. Um, you know, at that point, um, in, you know, around like three, four, five, six, um, they're really kind of breaking away from their parents. They're trying to figure out who they are. They're realizing that they have their own thoughts. They have control over things. Um, and part of that, um, that leads to, um, exclusion of friends. And that is when that starts. And people are always like, why does it start so early? Oh my gosh. Like they said that they're not inviting this person to their birthday party. That's just normal. Um, so at three, four, you start. To oh yeah, I used to teach pre-K, and I used to see that all the time, where they're like, "You can't sit by us." And I've seen kids do that to Margot. I've seen Margot do that to kids, and that's just that's just part of it. Um, and um, kind of, you're if you're kind of looking at it as though your child is always the victim, you're really missing out on a very teachable moment. Um, for that, um, I think that it's really clo- It's really easy for us to just, um, you know, see kids that are doing that and kind of being mean to other students and excluding them, and then just saying, "Oh, don't do that! Don't do that!" Well, no, 
not just don't do that. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about maybe how they felt in that moment. What can you do? How did you feel? Um, you've got to give them coping skills because a lot of that stuff, it just comes from, you know, being self-conscious. It comes from jealousy. Um, I think that we, you know, we're really good we're getting better at, you know, helping students or sorry, children, I say students because I'm in a school setting. Children, um, our little spawns, um, deal with happy feelings, sad feelings, angry feelings, but we don't really talk about jealousy very often. We don't talk about envy. Um, we don't talk about being self-conscious. Um, these are things that we need to talk about, um, for sure, because that's stuff that they're going to deal with. And that usually comes from all those kind of mean girl exclusion kind of things that kids do. So, okay, literally yesterday we, I went early with Iris to school because they have like 30 minute window before school starts where parents can come in and work with the kids. And so I went to work with her and she and I were working together and at some point, she's a Montessori kid, so that's why we say work. So all you people that are like, what are you fucking talking about your kids for? What work is she doing? Child's work. Yeah. Um, So... Her best friend came in, who she's very possessive of, over. She calls her her best friend. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. This kid hung the moon, okay? And there is a lot of – she said this to me today. She said, I couldn't play with her today. She said she was going to play with so-and-so today. There's a lot of that conversation every day. She said this. She said, I had to do this. She said, I had to do this. She wanted to be this person, and I wanted to be this person. It's She is a very dominant figure in Iris's life. And, um, I think it's healthy and unhealthy and (laughs) all of those things. But anyway, she came in and this little boy, um, came over to her friend and said, will you work with me? And, and the little girl said, yes, of course. So then I'm sitting in there working with Iris, but she gets really upset. She goes over and I missed it. I thought she was going to get a pencil to, Mm -hmm. to write something down. She goes over to her and she goes, you're going to work with him. You are my best friend. And, and, and started getting really, really upset. Just went from zero to 60. Mm -hmm. And I said, Iris, come over here, come over here. And I, and I said, honey, we're working together and, and you know, she's going to work with him right now. And when mommy leaves, maybe you can work with them too. And, and then I started going through this whole, you know, mommy has a lot of friends. I mean, I lied to her, you know, <laughs> I was Wait, like, you have more friends than me? yeah, no, I lied. That's what I meant. Okay. I was like, you know, mommy, mommy, <laughs> mommy has Abby and Mary and, and Chloe and this person, this person, you know, it's good to have lots of friends. How, you know, when you're in that like moment where your kid is yeah. like having that huge emotional response to mm-hmm. feeling left out, yeah, and it's to feeling unloved, feeling as or as a parent in general, and it's constant. I mean, every day I get reports. So and so wouldn't play with me on the playground. Mm-hmm. So and so, I mean, it's this is amazing. I mean, I have none of this. right. I That's because boys are not boys. like this. Yeah. They just like punch other kids. Yep. Yeah, little girls like, will like socially manipulate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited about my fetus being a boy <laughs> because it's like I'm just like, yes, yes, please. You know, yeah. a little less of this. So, what do you do? Like, what 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 is a good response to that? You know, I think the knee jerk reaction as a parent is to protect them and to be like, no, you're right. They shouldn't have done that. And that wasn't very nice, but. Oh, I don't do that. Um, no, that's not. Well, then no. fucking the worst. I'm terrible. No, I never that's do good. that. I never do that. That's good. I want to do that. Yeah. I want to kill them. 
is what I want to do. There's a lot do. of parents that do that. That immediately go to, like, my child is the victim here. And no, really. And go yeah. to the teacher or go to the other child? Not, well, it depends or on the Or even to yeah, their I own think. kid, like, yeah, we'll say. Yeah, go to the parent. I mean, I've seen parents that, like, argue about that and kind of forgetting that these are children and then they, parents get into arguments about it. I mean, it's insane. Wow. I think, like, the idea to, uh, you know... Again, they're kind of asserting themselves in they're dealing with all these weird self-conscious acceptance, disappointment, jealousy, blah, blah, blah feelings. And so kind of in that moment, letting them know that, you know, everybody has a choice to play with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that's really hard for kids to accept because everything is like in extremes with them right now. They're like, oh my God, it, this is the worst. I mean, you remember things whenever you're little, like these things seem like a huge deal. Yeah, or like an hour ago. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Or like every minute of my life. Yeah. Um, I think just like, yeah, talking to them about it and giving them some coping skills and, um, you know, telling Iris that um, it's okay for that person not to play with them and that you're sorry that it hurt their feelings, that right. hurt her feelings. And maybe how did that other person feel? Maybe what was that other person's um, wants and needs? Um, kind of giving them a sense of empathy and de- helping develop their empathy at this age so that they can maneuver through these situations. I know for me, um, and it's cause I'm the best human on the planet, but, um, <laughs> you know, whenever people are being shitty to me, I tend to make maybe not excuses. Well, some of my friends might say I would make excuses for them. Um, but just letting them know, uh, you know, that I, um, I understand where they're coming from and I get yeah. it. You have daddy issues or you are self, <laughs> you're insecure about something. Um, so again, building that empathy with children and making them realize that everybody has a choice and, um, this is maybe what that person wanted at that time, but it's fucking hard because it's just fucking hard. Cause it's rejection and you have to it's rejection. say yeah. like, it's okay that you got rejected right yeah. now. It's you okay. Might not get rejected next time. Yeah. They don't really understand. I know. It sucks. Yeah, like I, I was watching um the sh- I was hate watching. I hate watching another show too now. It's called Here and Now. Have you seen this one? It's no, on HBO. No. It's a new Alan Ball show. Oh no, I love him. No, you did. Okay, you did sure. love him. But I mean I watch it, but it's so bad. But anyway, there was an episode where um a little girl had a birthday party and nobody came. Ugh. That uh, that storyline in uh, any like uh, fictional whatever <laughs> makes my heart explode. Yeah. That particular it's like how do you deal with like if you have a kid? So like a kid in the classroom who who everyone seems to just don't on. rag on. Yeah, yeah. like how, how I think there's a difference between like natural you know, development, like the exclusion and all that stuff to like kids that are straight up getting bullied. Yeah. Um, you know, if the entire class is turning against the child and what I've realized also is that I hate to say this, but sometimes teachers are to blame Mm. for, um, in a classroom setting, for example, because there is that kid that is always doing the wrong thing or is, you know, never listening and is constantly getting nagged at by the teacher. And so then it kind of just ends up that this This one kid is mentality. Right. Yeah. And that's what kids want. They want to be accepted by other kids so that they will, they'll just follow what other children will do. Um, how do you identify the difference between developmentally normal and bullying? Like, wait, so if it's your kid, 
being the bully or your kid being bullied. Like in either situation, like, okay, so let's start, so let's start here. How do you identify if it's like, okay, your kid's coming home every day and being like, so-and-so wouldn't play with me on the playground, which is developmentally normal versus like, they're killing your kid's spirit. I think the age is, is a huge thing because they get to a point where kids know right from wrong and they have more control over what they, they know they should be doing. If a three and four year old is doing that shit, um, there's so much room to help that situation. Mm -hmm. If a 13 year old is doing that, that's a whole different situation. And, um, it's just something that's going to happen regardless. And what scares me is that is, I mean, I hate to go dark, but there's, you know, kids that are like committing suicide. We never go dark on this show. We never go dark. No, we're we're only positive show. Did you know that we're an optimism podcast? Oh my God. I don't belong here then. No. (laughs) I gotta go. guys. You really should. We only bring light into this room. Uh, I showed in my class last week um, about like one of these uh, anonymous apps that was going around some school district and I was like, have you guys ever dealt with this? And they're older. I mean, but some of them are 18, 19 and they were like, uh, yeah, like people writing nasty things about you on an app and like the entire school season. That stuff scares the crap out of me. I know. I was just at my friend's house yesterday and she has a little boy that he's not a little, he's huge. He's in sixth grade. Um, and he had his friend over and they were talking about like Snapchat and all this shit. And I was like, Oh my God, no, <laughs> this is not the future. But yeah, that's yeah, just what, that's, that's the future. I mean, yeah. how do you, I don't even, yeah, we don't, I don't even know if we need to navigate there yet. I don't even know eventually, how you monitor that. I mean, that's like, don't oh, ever let yeah. them get oh, let them have ever let them have it. That yeah. will never happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, because like. Now, especially, like, you know, they don't even learn handwriting anymore in class. Yeah. I mean, it's all typing. Like, Iris has a computer class. Yeah. yeah. She has computer class. She goes That's to. crazy to me. Because I mean, my three. school is, like, screen-free. Like, they don't do any, like, iPad or anything like that. But Margot can kind of maneuver through my iPhone. Yeah. I mean. My kids are still pretty iPhone-challenged, which I'm. That's great. And you've done something right. We don't let them. I mean, well, this is totally unrelated, but I just had this moment the other day where I was realizing that if there was an emergency, Margot doesn't know how to get into my phone and call 911. That's actually something to consider. I had this moment of like, oh my God. Well, you know know what you can teach her if they press that button, if they press the home, the the button five times. Oh. One, two, three, four, five. Like the side one? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Wow. Then Thank you for that. It sends a signal and your location. Okay. What? This is yeah. amazing. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's... Yay, technology. <laughs> we take it all. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. You so, did it. Um, I, I want to go back really quick yeah. to what you guys were talking about with, you know, what, um, how to, like, kind of handle those situations. Um, I think at, at the end of the day, a child that is being bullied or that is bullying or any of that stuff, they really just want to be understood and they want to know that they're not alone. Um, if they're feeling super alone in their class or somebody's rejecting them, um, I think it's super helpful to just be like, oh, whenever I was little, you know, there was also something like this that happened and, you know, this happened to me last week and it made me really sad and just give them chances to kind of relate to you on that level. Um, so that kids don't feel, cause that's what you get to that point as a kid where you're like, nobody understands me. And there's such a divide between adults and kids. So keeping that communication open and talking, 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 talking about it over and over, um, I think is really, really important to kind of helping them figure that out. 
So I have a story that maybe you can help because it's it's not bullying per se, but it is. It's a nasty behavior. Um, I, I mentioned this on the show a couple weeks back that Jack had started pointing at people and calling them fat. Oh. And just this weekend, he or it was like three days ago, he they they were calling one of their teachers fat, and I said that's not nice. That like she do you think she would like that? That's not that's mean to her. She's not fat. And then we got these, like, Easter eggs from their grandma that are, like, these big plastic Easter eggs. And they Levi had them on his chest and was dancing around going, I'm Miss Blanca. And I was like, don't do that. That's not nice. But, like, I didn't know how to navigate that because they were being mean and nasty. Yeah. They were making fun of someone. They were making fun of someone. And I I wasn't sure if I should be like, she's not. I mean, she's a heavy set woman. Like, but who cares? See, that goes into the whole, like, fat phobic thing. Yes. Um, because that actually, so that happened, um, to Margot recently where she has been calling herself fat. Um, and she's four and I don't know if other people have called her fat or where she got it from, or she just recognizes that maybe her thighs are bigger than other kids. Um, but you know, my, I think the, again, with the knee jerk reaction is to be like, no, you're not fat. Yeah. That's not nice. Don't call them fat. Yeah. Um, but there are things that are fat. We call cats fat. We call dogs fat. There are fat people. Um, and that's really hard to swallow because you feel like you're doing something wrong. Um, but, and this is something, so I talked, I had this conversation with a couple, um, of friends of mine who are fat and, um, and they said, I, it's okay. I am fat and I, I don't want it to be a negative word mm-hmm. in that situation. So I, you know, you just tell them, you know, that, um, this is just what their body looks like. This is, um, everybody know, is different. That's the thing is if you're doing it, it, it's hard because we're in the situation where fat still means something bad. Yes. Yeah. That's still a word to use to hurt people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and this is kind of a question that I had brought up is, well, where, where's the difference between, um, you trying to instill, um, like fat positive, um, ideas in a child or in children and also getting to the point where society accepts that as a word that isn't going to hurt someone. So do I tell Margot, you're right, your legs are fat. Yeah. You know, just to like make a point against the fat phobic <laughs> right. society, I, that, I can't you know, imagine right. And that, so, right? and so me still being like, ah, I don't want her to think that, um, she has chubby little legs and that is just the way that her legs are right now. Yeah. Um, and the pediatrician, I, I don't know if we talked about this last oh, we time, did. the pediatrician saying that she was overweight. This happened again. Um, this uh, happened to us too. Yeah. Which is crazy. Cause, and then it's like the pediatrician then like grilled Margot on like what she eats, like what are her favorite foods? And she was like mangoes, snap peas, carrots. Like she said all healthy shit. And, um, you know, and I kind of told the pediatrician after I said, please don't ever comment on her yeah. weight ever again in front of her. Um, and then I drove to work in tears. <laughs> like, it's one thing to take you aside and say, we have concerns, but at four, it's like, come Oh, on, I, yeah. I said, I said, literally, I was like, do you really think this is an issue? Yeah. And so I said, and he said, no, we just want to watch it. I said, then if you don't think it's an issue, don't bring it into this room. Right. Like, right. if you don't think she's it. going to grow out of it or like, do you want us to, sorry for the pun, put this on our plate? Like for yeah. real? Yeah. Because if so, if this is a medical concern for you, yeah. let me know. Yeah. But if not, 
then fuck off. Yeah. Like, and that's, I, so I had talked to, it was Stacy and Oha, actually, that I had talked to about former this. Former guests. Yes. I love them. Um, and they had commented all this stuff. It was on a Facebook post that I yeah. made. Um, and the way that they approached it was so, because I had this, like, as someone who's thin, you feel like you don't want to, you're like, Ugh, I don't want to say something that's yeah. going to offend someone. And for them to just outright be like, no, like a fat is a descriptive word. I'm a fat person and it doesn't have to be a bad word. This is what my body looks like. And that was very like, okay. Like I think I can... we get into this about so many things. We get into this about race. We get yeah. into this about disabilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if a kid points at a person in a wheelchair yeah. and notices a difference that they right. are getting around by rolling or a person notices somebody who's black or brown. Yeah. And, you know, I think as parents, we want to go, no, 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 no. Margo at Target the other day, there was like uh, three people in the this aisle, the toy aisle, and she was looking for a, a Kendall. God, fucking the worst. But she was looking for a Kendall, and she's like, he has to be white. It has to be a white Kendall. And I was like, Ugh. Why are you a yeah. racist? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Why am I raising a white supremacist? <laughs> and yeah. so I'm like, ah, and immediately, and this is horrible. I looked around to see who was around me. Of course. Of course. Who was around me? Who is going to think that like, I'm the fucking, like I'm the problem yeah. here. So what did you say? Um, I asked her why. And she said, well, I need him to be a tall white Ken because he has to be taller than the Barbie. She, he, she, he, she wanted him to be the same color as, and then that kind of led into this oh, that's interesting conversation too. about that. Well, why, why? And so it's, I don't want to tell her, no, that's not okay because it's, it's what she feels right now, but I want to know why. And then just kind of, uh, opening up that conversation and, and, and saying, why, I think it's okay if, you know if it was a black Barbie doll. All right. We had this come up the other day about sexuality. So we were at the table and she said something about marrying someone, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and loving someone. And, and I said something, yeah, you can love whoever you want. You know, you can love, if you want to love a girl, you can love a girl. And she's like, mommy, that's so silly. Yeah, you know, I like that same daddy's mommy's Mom's only love daddies yeah. or whatever. I said, no, 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 that's not true. I said, um, some daddies love other men and some mommies love women. And I said, um, your, your poppy ha- loves men. <laughs> and she said, no, poppy's married to, to grandma. I said, no, no, they're not. Right. She was like, her mind was blown. What, 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 what do you mean? Like I said, they were married and they had daddy and uncle Jeff and uncle Dave. And then now they're not married. And now Poppy loves Gil. And for a second, she was like her brain kind of short circuited. And then she was like, I love Gil. And then she moved on. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing is that's like, we expect children to like deal with all these things in this very like adult way. And for them to think the way that we think, but just offer them as much as they even ask and well, then move on. And then, yeah. you know, recently, I don't know if I brought this up on a podcast. Did we talk about the when, when I was lighting Harris's yard site candle? Yeah, yeah. And, and she was asking – we had a death conversation. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it was really painful. And she was really upset for that conversation and was crying a lot and, you know, really upset that he had died. And, and then now every time I say something about Harris, she's like, He's dead. Oh my God. He yeah. died. Like now it's like she loves naming that. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. your brother who died, you know, yeah. like 
Yeah. And I'm like, Margo likes I'm to like, talk about my dad, and she's like, he's dead in the ground. I'm like, I'm like yes, he like, is, honey. You are a bully. You are a bully. You're mean girling me right now. So I guess, like, thinking about all this stuff, with, like, the, the best advice we could give to this this listener is, like, just to talk about it. Talk about it. Just to talk, talk about, about it. Name things for name what they are. Yeah, exactly. You've, you've got to talk about it, and don't beat around the bush, and, and don't um, – don't act as though your child is always the victim because right. at some point they will not be and at one point they will be the one committing that crime. And more likely if it's done to them, they'll do it to somebody else. So talk to them about it immediately and just And deal. can you say like when when your kid comes home and they're like, so-and-so wouldn't play with me, can you use that as an opportunity to say, have you ever done that to another friend? Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. You know, or reminding them, Hey, remember the other day when this little girl asked to play with you and you didn't want to play with her and maybe like talking to her, why, why didn't you want to play with her? And kind of just connecting all those dots. They're so selfish at this age. They're so self-involved. They cannot, unless you're like explaining it to them, they really don't have very much empathy or understanding of other people yet. Um, and so that's like really, again, a teachable moment, um, in that. So, and not, and not getting into their shit, like not taking it on. Like it needs to just be like, how did that make you feel? Yeah, I understand yeah, that. that. That sounds hard. I would be frustrated too. I remember one time that I was frustrated about this too, or that hurt my feelings. Right. Um, and what do you feel about that? If somebody makes fun of, like, for example, if somebody had made fun of Margot's legs and said that they were fat, well, what do you think about your legs? Well, how does that make you feel? Um, things like that. Just having a conversation about it, but in a way that's open and honest and understanding of both sides. But how do you right. not jump into also, like, trying to fix and have and come up with a solution. That's really hard for me because I, so I work at the school that Margot goes to. Um, so I see things sometimes I see her doing things and then I see, um, things done to her. I remember one time there was like two little girls that didn't want to sit on next to them, uh, next to her, um, in the bathroom line or whatever. And my immediate reaction is like, I just removed her. I just couldn't, I went into like protective mom mode, like, ah, um, which is dumb because I know better, but you can't help it. You want to, you want to yeah, fix it. You want to protect it. it. Um, I think it's okay to talk to teachers and if it's happening in a school setting, just so that they know what's going on and getting the full perspective also, because sometimes, um, your child might be telling you one thing and then what is happening is another thing, yes. which is stuff that happens all the time. Um, all the time. Yeah. And you have said that too, like, She's come home and been like, blah, 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 and play with me. And then you were like, ask the teacher, and the teacher was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. They yeah. Help each other's butt. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, Because okay. all they care about is their own feelings in that moment. So they can't recognize that they were also doing that to somebody yeah. else. And they also had a hand in that. Because all they care about is, this is this hurt me. This right. affected me. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then at the same time, she's probably doing it to someone else. I mean, time yeah. they like, are. yesterday was also four years ago. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. That. So how does this tie into, we're talking about naming things yeah. and, and how does this tie into the body issue with, with young kids? Like right. naming, naming body parts and talking about what's okay and what's not okay and being yeah. touched and, and all ownership of your body. I think, um, it all comes down to, um, you know, 
that children around this age, um, they start realizing that they have control over their own thoughts. They have, you know, opinions. They can do things that they want to do. Um, They want to have secrets. Um, That leads into kind of like the potty talk, which is when everything is like booty, butt, pee-pee, poo-poo, which is shit that Margo's all obsessed with right now. And it leads into, you know, playing doctor, um, which something that um, you know, I'm French, so I, I spent those years in France, and I remember doing shit like that, and it wasn't something you got in trouble for. It was just, granted, the French are totally different types of people. <laughs> There's like, woo, boobs everywhere! <laughs> um, but here, I remember I came here for first grade, and I kissed a boy on the playground, and I got in huge trouble for it. Um, and you hear about these kids that are getting like expelled from school and like kindergarten because they like showed their butt or, um, they kissed a kid on the playground. I mean, that stuff is so natural and normal. And if you start making kids feel like they can't do that, um, they are, you're going to, you're shaming them and you're fucking them up pretty much. (laughs) You're fucking them up. So So what's the line? Yeah. If they're getting in trouble in school, like (laughs) when do you say, well, like you can't do that at school. You can do it. You at can't home. do it at school, and I don't want to say that yeah. you can do it. You can't do it at school. You 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 have to just um, you know. There's it, it's about how you approach it. Um, you can't make them feel like they're wrong for being curious about it. Um, Margot the other day she had her little friend over, and um, James told me the story, but that they you know they were like naked in the bed, and they're showing or they're showing each other their booties or whatever. Um, there's some parents that would approach that and be like, that is wrong. You should not do that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's, there's a, there's a part of it that is natural. And you have to, of course, make sure that it's not like predatory, you know? Mm -hmm. So you ask, did this, did it, how did it make you feel? The kid will tell you most of the time, unless it's like a, you know, horrible adult sexual kind of thing. But, um, you know, but you know, well, it made me scared. Well, I didn't want to do it. That's a different conversation. Mm -hmm. But if they're just being goofy and they're showing each other their butts, um, that's just what kids do. I did that shit, and um, you can. That's a good opportunity to be like, you know what? Everyone has their body, and they have their choice over their body, and you should never make someone do that. Um, you know, and just again, talking, talking, talking about it. Yeah, I, I think approaching all things with curiosity. Yeah, and asking, do you have motto. any questions? Do you have any questions about you know about my body, about Daddy's body, about her body, about mm-hmm. your body? Um, you know, because that's all it is. It's, it's coming from curiosity. They, they know that they have a thing down there and they want to see what other things look like. And do you have a thing like me? Um, and I think, yeah, I just, I don't know. It, I, it really bothers me whenever people look at it from, I kind of use the word prude, um, but coming from a prude standpoint about it and acting like kids are just supposed to be these pure beings that never have questions about things like that yeah. because they do. Well, they see everyone, they see their friends' hands and feet and, uh, and all yeah. noses. And, and I'm sorry, but we, from the time that babies are born, we are grabbing them, taking their diapers off, wiping their butts, like treating their bodies like they don't have, like they don't mean anything. Yeah. We're just, just imposing ourselves on them. And then whenever they grow out of that, then we expect them to not have questions about it and to not be curious and not to want to also touch somebody else's butt. And Margo wants to touch my boobs and my butt all the oh time. Oh my God. I am sexually assaulted by my daughter every time. day. She is so obsessed with my boobs. And I'm, and I'm thinking like, what's going to happen now? I'm going to be shirtless all damn day feeding this yeah. baby. Yeah. And I'm like, this is going to be an interesting thing because yeah. 
I tell her, Iris, I don't want you to touch mommy's boobies. Margo mommy's grabbed boobies my boob are mommy's last night boobies. to try to nurse. I'm like, you have a nurse since you were 11 months. Well, old. this is what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah. she's like, but I want to be a baby again. Just grab my boob, I'm right, like, girl? No. And then there's the conversation. This is my body, and you may not touch my body, and it's hard to separate. Oh, I know. And I'm, I'm waiting for the moment where she's going to go. Well, the baby's drinking your baby. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I do it? Hop on, Iris. Well, there's enough for both of you. <laughs> I mean, this is a baby, and that's what babies do. Yeah, and, and you're big, not a baby. Big girls and... don't do that. Big girls have teeth, and they get to eat. Yummy, delicious foods. Oh, I just, oh, Lord. I'm, yeah. I am so excited about that. The boys do it too. I mean, the boys definitely have started to notice it. Oh, didn't Jack, Jack just touch yours the other day? He was like, oh, hey, there's your boobies. Yeah. I think they found Bebo. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they're right there. Yeah, they are. Hard to miss. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, get ready for leaner touching and grabbing. The oh boys are around naked. They've started peeing in the same, at the same time. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't, I'm like, don't do that. But then I'm just like, Do they stand up? Yeah, they stand up. Some little when boys you, this is like so off topic here. When you are changing a boy baby's diaper, do you tuck the penis down or up? Down. Well, down. it just kind of, yeah, it goes it down. It just goes, it just kind of, yeah, it sir. kind of goes. I'm, I'm like, I, I'm literally like, I ready for like little baby boy erections because those are real. They are real. They get little, little baby boys. Like boners. how, like for, for the first like couple months, you have to like cover it because it'll, it'll immediately pee in your face. <laughs> they have these little like tent things yes, that you can put the over things. there. <laughs> I'm going to get you so many of them. Oh my yes. God. <laughs> but that's the oh. thing too is like whenever you're changing yeah. the diaper, talking to the kids about like, you yeah. know, I'm going to do this. Well, I got a new pediatrician who I really love and when she was um, getting ready to kind of do anything to Margot, she would ask her, is this okay? Um, can I do this? Um, um, I'm going to do this because... Um, and you know, cause Margot is very weird about like people touching her ironically, um, which is fine. She should be. Um, but yeah, so I think that that was, uh, I like that about her. Our doctor did that too. And we, we had the same conversation and I, and I remember she said, well, you said mommy's and can only touch me or something like that. It was, you know, and I said, well, doctors can also, but you want to make sure mommy's in the room. I mean, I, I mean, so the pediatrician told me, <laughs> she told me the two-person rule, which I had never thought about before, is, um, you know, you tell them that if something like that happened to you, that you tell two people, because sometimes the person that it, that, um, that one of those people that you might tell, that the kid might tell, it might be either the perpetrator or it might be um, someone who's going to try to cover that person up. So you tell two people. You tell um, the school nurse and your mommy. You tell your dad and the neighbor. You tell your teacher and your friend's mom. Um, just telling two different people so that at least that Yeah, but what are you telling the kid? If somebody assaults you, what you're saying... Like if, if somebody, somebody... Yeah, if somebody you tells feel, you... What, what do you... If somebody touches your butthole and you don't want them to... Somebody makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, somebody makes you feel uncomfortable and somebody, um, you know, I guess assaults you in some way. Okay. But again, that's like what is the difference between that? Um, I think it comes down to how the child feels. Yeah. Did yeah. you feel embarrassed? Did you not want to do that? Did you feel ashamed? Could be a group of girls. Like, okay, I remember like sleepover parties and if you fell asleep first. Oh, yeah. They'd freeze your underwear or whatever. And we were young. Like, I don't, I remember when it turned into bras, but I remember before it was bras. And that, I, I would, like, not want to go to sleepover parties because I always fall asleep. I am so <laughs> not into sleepover parties, guys. I, I, oh, they're coming. Yeah, they're I read about something recently called a late over, late over, where you pick the kid up at, like, 11. Oh, no. 
So they don't have to actually sleep there? Sleep there at that just point. sleep there. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. She's going to want to do something. But, like, I'll, just that is me. You know, like, and it makes you uncomfortable. When it's, do those start? What? Sleepovers. Margo already has sleepovers. Really? Yeah. With friends? Hell yeah. Bye, girl. <laughs> oh, you, she sleeps at other people's mm-hmm. houses. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's like, clo- it's not like random. Yeah, my my kid would random. never do that. She would never really? do that. Really? Why? You know, she, I mean, if I don't put her to bed, she freaks out. You should try it. Try just it. To she should Bring sleep her over. at our house. Yeah, she, she ha- should sleep at your house. She oh, is. Man, my two boys are <laughs> peeling at the same time. She's very, she's like very Margo's really weird about sleeping and she can deal with it. I bet it's totally, like we had our our cousins sleep over and like their mom was totally like I will I hope they sleep we did, like they had a great time. She's only slept over at her grandparents' house, which she really loves. yeah. God, I'm a horrible mom. Yeah. That's that's why I haven't slept. Drop that girl off so many. Bye bye. No, she. No. Like Police station <laughs> in a basket with a note. Are they too old for that? <laughs> just for the night. Just for the night. I'll come back. Um, well, Mary, yeah, as always, fabulous. truly enlightening. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually, uh, like, I have some techniques now to go home with. Well, good. Yeah. I'm glad I could be of service. I'm still fucking it up every day, so. Well, as long as you're fucking it up but making it seem like you're not. Yes. Yeah. That's all that matters. Again, the facade. The facade is all that matters. All that matters is your kid says, I want a white doll, and then no one's around to hear it. (laughs) If a tree falls in the woods, that is what you guys need to take away from today's conversation. Terrible fucking words. Um, This is a great conversation. If you have any um, things that you use with your kids to sort of get past this mean mean syndrome, um, share them with us on our Facebook page or Twitter at Hands Off Parents. And write us a review, guys. Write us a review. Okay. She tells you guys not all a mean the time. Validate us. Not a mean review. Yeah, not a mean review. If you want to write a mean review, you go say that into the woods. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You can follow Hands Off Parents on Twitter. Hands off parents, or you can always send us an email at handsoffparents at gmail.com. Or if you look on Facebook, if you're into that thing, you can find us there as well. Hands off parents is Steph and Abby. Um, Mail camp. <laughs>